Hey everyone, welcome out to episode 258 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. You're Grace of Big Titties. I am not. Okay, you need to let that one go. Why? Because I... Because well, I, I promise I will only say it once more in this episode. Thank you. And I will hold I, it and use it wisely. I appreciate that. I appreciate In that. this episode. Ugh. Yay. So, I'm really Nick Nitro, but as you will hear later, yes, the other name. I, uh, I think this other name's sticking. I don't like it. I don't care for it. I you think that's why... You were okay with it at first. First, yeah, but it, it's... You didn't expect it to be ongoing. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be ongoing. I'm not going to lie. Um, who knows? It might gray on me, but let's be honest. In the moment, I'm going to say it probably won't. But that's okay, because this is episode 258 of the... I don't know what episode this is anymore. 258? I say that's what you said. I don't know. I don't Episode 258. You don't know, because I'm the one who looked up before, and I told you what it was, and now... I'm pretty sure that's what you said. <laughs> so really, this episode, we're, we're really going to just talk about what episode number we're on, because we don't really know anymore, and, I mean, it's important to know, or is it? Jimmy feels no, it's not important to know. I feel it could be important to know. It doesn't really matter point is, is that we have some great sponsors that help keep our show going. Uh, the first one is UTMNT.com. Check us out. UTMNT.com. It's the Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan-based webcomic. Check us out there. Also, AudibleTrial.com forward slash GoodBeggy. Get over 180,000 titles to choose from. Um, like that great title, Born Standing Up by Steve Martin. Steve Martin actually reads it off. And I believe... With the heels of Jurassic Park or Jurassic World being released, they did. They're finally releasing for the first time in forever an unabridged version of Jurassic Park. Ooh. Yeah, because before apparently it's really heavily abridged. Which mm. um, so it's unabridged. So you can get that too at audibletrial.com forward slash good bad geeky. So when they say it's abridged, does that mean e. Malcolm does it, doesn't die in it? I remember I went because uh, I'm doing some research on this other stuff and uh, for Jurassic Park four thing mm-hmm. and. Uh, the Wikipedia entry says Malcolm may or may not have died. I was like, I know what page in the paperback I had. He he was on page three ninety eight. Man, they fucking buried him on the side of the of, of the of the road. Maybe they, he didn't die in the abridged audio. Probably. No, he probably did. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Other sponsors. Other sponsors is uh, Pack Rat Comics. Go to Pack, Pack Rat Comics in Hilliard, Ohio. Pack Rat Comics in Hilliard, Ohio. That's I love correct. them. I do too. They're so great. Um, it's a family-owned store based in Old Hilliard, Ohio, which is a suburb of Columbus. Uh, so please check them out. Go to packratcomics.com. They have board games, graphic novels, T-shirts. Uh, Are they on Twitter? I Yes, they, they do have Twitter. I think they're at Packrat Comics. I you think, think? I think. Off the top of my head right now that you're asking me, you put me on the spot. <laughs> I do not know. But I do know packratcomics.com. Next episode, I expect you to have their Twitter I, I, name. Right? I, pro- you know, I probably should put that in there. You should. Oh, see, this is why I like to look things up before I just record stuff. So I'm gonna, they're like, what well, episode number are we on? I don't know. What's somebody's Twitter handle? I don't know. Do you know anything? Ah! See, I prefer to just start recording and then put you on the spot. Right. Because <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> Oh. I'm not denying it. I know. It's great. So, yeah. I don't know what their Twitter handle is off the top of my head, but we'll find out at some point. Um, where Jimmy's probably looking it up right now. I am or, trying to look it up oh, right now. Oh, he is now. trying to look it up right now. I think it is at Packrat Comics. There is an at Packrat Comics. I'm looking to see if it's them. It is them! So, at, at Packrat Comics. So, you can join them on Twitter. Doesn't look like they've tweeted. Uh, probably in a while. No, at all. There's no tweets. They're only following one person. They only have 11 followers. Oh, no, no. I know for a fact... So that that's probably not their official Twitter account, then. Not it's anymore. their logo. 
I know for a fact they... So they tweeted. must have a different Twitter account that's active. Yeah. Okay, I was because we'll I've tweeted them before. Uh, but they're really great people. They're really... Uh, uh, you know what? That might be the one in Marysville. Because they, they have two stores. One in Marysville and one in Old Hilliard, Ohio. The mm. one I go to is Old Hilliard, so that's the one I sort of... That's the mom... It's the, it's the, it's the main store. Mm. So that's the one I, ch- I check out. But if you live in Marysville, check them out too. And... Uh, yeah, this has been a member since June 2008. And so... Well, maybe it's I haven't used one. it. I don't know. So, uh, beyond that, we also want to show a big shout out to your website. It is oh. JeromeWetzel.com. It is. I would try to do that now. And you, you do? Know, yeah. You seem completely surprised, but I wouldn't even bring this up. No, I just wasn't expecting it. Is it like the Spanish Inquisition? No one was expecting it. Oh, oh yeah. The Inquisition. Look out, Sin. Never mind. We're on a mission to convert the Jews. Jew, 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 Jew. We're going to teach. But see, you're, you're doing Mel Brooks. Wrong from right. We're going to make them. What other Inquisition is there? The Spanish Inquisition by Python. That's what I was doing. Oh. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Are, are you comfortable, though? Would you like a, would you like a, a comfy chair? Because we have another one over here, but it's being used by that gentleman, and it's mm-hmm. a torture chair. And mm-hmm. he goes, but we have a nice, comfortable one right here. And it's like... Do you, do you, did you did you sin? Like he's like trying to be all cruel. You it's, know, I think there was actually a Spanish Inquisition in history as well. Was it perhaps in the history of the world? No, no. I mean, in real history, I'm pretty sure it actually happened. I well, yes, that's what they're making fun of. That's what both of them are making fun of. I I know. Oh my God, you're. Uh, mm. well, anyway. Don't get speechless yet. We haven't even started the show. Oh, I know. All right, so check out those sponsors, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggyheat, packrackcomics.com, and uh, utmnt.com, and jeromewetzel.com. I was going to say, yes, I was going to say, we didn't really talk about your stuff either. It's so, on there. You can see my TV reviews. There will be information on like, the radio should, show on there. You you, you should have just fucking stopped there and just hold it off for a bit. Dramatic pause for effect, which is like, it's on and there. And? It's on there. Other that, stuff. It's other there. stuff. Because <laughs> it was like... Talk about yourself. What's well, on there? <laughs> so I got that in my brain. I was like, "Fucking talk more!" But then you did. So, uh, but yeah, we're doing an upcoming radio show, probably for Free Comic Book Day. We're Woo-hoo! still trying to finalize officially a monthly radio show. Monthly radio show, hopefully. Um, Details TBA. Check DrumWetzel.com. That is correct. And uh, we might, if you're in the local area, we might need some help. We do. If you so. are in Columbus, Ohio, please email just actors on your. Wait, just do GBG Podcast at gmail.com. That's easier. Or you could do goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. That's what I meant. Goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. GBGpodcast.com is the oh website. My God. Sorry. Just yeah, email okay. goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. Nick will forward it to me. Yeah. Um, you know, there are times where I want to change my email. But the only thing is, I use goodbaggeeky now for almost everything because mm-hmm. I have like 10,000 email addresses. You do? I do. Name, quick, name 10 of them DJ Nick Nitro. I'm going to take yeah, this part out. I'm not going to say where they're at. Okay, is that fair? I don't want people to just randomly email me. Oh, why not? DJ Nick Nitro. Okay. Nargan. Yeah. Uh, Good Team and T. Okay. Good Bad Geeky. Mm-hmm. Uh, D4K Studios. Uh, D4K Studios Store. Uh, DDVDP. Uh, another D4K Studios. Dot one. Uh, Nick. Dot R. Dot Argenbright. Um, actually, I have two of those. That's ten. Name another ten. I, I, I'm done. 
I'm done. On the Dead Authors podcast, I was listening today with Bob Tompkins. Oh, Henry was one of the guests. Oh, and he he's like, I, I wrote under many pseudonyms. And, and Paul Tompkins, as as H.G. Wells in the area, starts laughing as name Ted. And he's like, okay. And he like makes up ten names. And Paul Tompkins like, okay, name ten more. And they eventually name like 45 pseudonyms. Wow. I'm sure they weren't real. Like they it got really fake after a while. But it was well. Here's funny. the thing: I at some funny. point used to have other ones too, like back in the AOL days. Yeah. Um. Where besides, well, I own the domain at jeromewetzel.com as well as the domain at actorsnight.com. Well, that's, that's true. And both of those have infinity email addresses you can get to me on. So uh, that is true too. So all the websites uh, that I have, which is like, oh, Jason Dobbins, my Jason Dobbins ones. So I actually have eleven. I actually probably could do ten more because after you said that, actually, no, that would probably only buy me five. I could do five more. I do the Jason Dobbins one. But you said it's you great. had a million, so I, I uh, want to hear I want to hear your name at least a thousand. You know at what? At least a thousand. Okay, how about this? Um, you start playing the dun 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 Is Grayson Big Titties at at a goodbaggeeky.com a real one? It should be. It should be. You know what it is? It is now. Also, well there's Grayson dot B dot I IG dot titties. And then there's Gracie Big Floppy ones. Gracie Big Floppy ones. There's uh, GBT. Mm-hmm. Um, there is... Big titties is one word, there's... dude. It's GB. No. Yes. No. Yes. It can't be true. It's true. It's impossible. How do you not know your own last name? Because it's not really And I broke my promise because I said I was only going to bring it up once more in the show. You... But I will only bring it up once more after we finish the introduction. Uh-huh. Okay. So anyway, I think we have a good time to. I think we should start talking about shows. I, I have a feeling that we might go for maybe an hour and a half tonight. I think so, and I think we should start by you telling me about person of interest. I don't know how I feel about person of interest. You know what? Let's play the theme song. We'll talk about it, and we'll come back to it. That's what I meant. After the oh, theme song, after talk, the theme tell song. me about okay. person of interest. Well, it, it all starts with this amazing. Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It'll cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted, otherwise, in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. Okay. That's fine, It's fine. What's fine, Nick? Person of interest might end next season. Uh, To an extent. I wish they would have a full season to do it. mm -hmm. Not because... 13 episodes is a full season. Because they do dip a little bit. Because it's CBS, they have to... Kind of like The Good Wife. They have to dip into the... Case of the week thing, but almost Good Wife's not doesn't do that. But that's what I'm like saying. Like the, the case of the week usually ends up for person just being really connected to something mm-hmm. the Samaritans doing. Good because in the first season, especially though, it's really hard to to see that. But I watched the finale and it, I heard what happened in the finale. I like was like, was, oh, that they, makes me want to watch the show. But yeah, which I mean, uh, like Goodbye Father or whatever. Right. Well, that was that's what I'm saying. Like it's really it's really well to me the moment that. Well, on the show, is when Shaw is mm-hmm. uh, uh, the girl from uh, Life and uh, Sarah Sashi. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, 
when her fairly character, legal. Yeah, fairly legal. When her character got off supposedly in the show, the whole point was is that you keep doing flashbacks to Finch teaching the computer, like, look, think everything like chess. There are over hundreds of ways to do one move, mm-hmm. and one of them is the better way. But you also got to think about the next move and the move after that. Sure. And at the end of it, it texts Finch because this is like what 2003 or something like that. Texas Finch back and goes. I won, you lose, you know, would you, let game's over, he, or would you like to play again? And Finch is like, yes, but, he looks at the camera, he's like, yes, but as long as you're under the understanding that, that this, lives, are not game pieces. You cannot sacrifice them at your will. And of course, at the end of the, the, end of the day, the computer, as, as things start slowing down, the computer, you can just see, starts to fucking lose its shit, because it realizes that it cannot save Shaw. And it just goes, eh, eh. And because it's going through every algorithm it could, like any possible future, and it's doing its chess moves of how it could save Shaw. Mm-hmm. And to, you either everybody dies or one person dies. It's a, it, and you have to sacrifice the the pawn. Oh, and and it, you can tell it hurt the computer badly. Like it didn't really grasp the situation as well as it did before. Mm-hmm. And like it's heartbreaking because you can just see the computer, and you've never seen the computer fucking flip out like that before. And of course, all the other characters are fucking. Like, mm-hmm. heartbroken, because they're watching their friend... Oh, so good. See, that sounds like a show oh, I want to watch. The thing is, though, is that Silent you have to... stick you, with season one. You, you have to... You you have to stick with it, though, because... Oh, I mean, if I, I was going to watch it, I'd start over from the beginning. I, well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. because especially the first... Well, I will say this, too, is that in Jonathan Nolan, though, I, when I've heard his interviews mm-hmm. on other podcasts and stuff... He's very. He's like, look, CBS has a way they have to do things, and we, which is a we, terrible way. I don't disagree with that. That's but somehow I, the good life say, is exempt from. I don't know. Um, I will say that every case that you have in the first season feels very case of the week, and you and you're just at that point tuning into the Ben and Jesus show. You're watching right. Ben and Jesus act, and also you're watching the lady from Empire, who wasn't known from that at the time, right. but. You know, she can do bad I knew all... she was when the show Oh, of started. course. She could do bad all by herself. So, <laughs> but then you're just watching that. And then, probably through, right at the very end, when uh, Enrico, the guy from Veronica Mars, yeah. when he shows up and you realize that the whole season, every little mini case has been a buildup of that. The computer's been flagging that stuff. Mm. And, all, and you're just going, oh, I mean, out of like, what, 23 episodes? Like, maybe... One of them actually had to deal with this guy. That's cool. Right. And But if you look at it by a bare bones episode, it seems right. very case of the week. And in mm-hmm. season two, they started getting a little bit better at it to a point where it's just it's not all, it's very obvious it's this. And then season three, it's just almost constantly like, oh, so good. I love that show. I'm going to be really sad when it goes off. Yeah, sorry. But no, well, yeah, it's okay. I mean, it, it's honestly, it's the ebb and flow of life. I do, Five seasons isn't a bad run. Especially with that kind of premise show. Like, it's a very... It's odd. Yes. But the way point they're at now is that they need to go all or... They need to go big or go home. Mm-hmm. Because right now, some Americans are already controlling the government, already controlling the stock market. Well, let's hope that and for the final season, CBS lets them do whatever the fuck they want instead of doing Case of the Week for 10 of those 13. I mean, I hope so. Like, I still don't know exactly what the Case of the Week... Well, because... The, oh, the, the, the numbers that the computer spit out right. were... Rock and Mars is Enrico Catalone or whatever and then uh, this other bad guy that he's he been warring with Enrico they've been a, they've been sort of the big bad throughout the entire season mm-hmm. besides Samaritan and they're the numbers that, that are up and you're just going mm-hmm. like oh shit and you really like Enrico <laughs> he's pretty mm-hmm. badass in general anyway I'm done uh, that's okay I, I really enjoy that show um, 
Did you say uh, CBS is giving? They canceled CSI, but they're giving them a TV movie next fall. How bizarre is that? Not at all, really. That and show also, doesn't. Danson, Ted Danson's moving okay, to CSI. That, okay, that hurts my heart. Because it's bad enough he was on shitty CSI. CSI Cyber is one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Okay, but can it's I, really, can really I, bad. Can I even throw out there though that I didn't like. C- I, I I watched CSI a little bit when, yeah. when he came on the show, and honestly, he made the show close as what it was in the back of the day. In terms of the problem, Ted is Nixon's a great actor. Just don't waste him on that shit. I I don't. Did dis- you watch CSI Cyber at all? No, I like don't okay, to. I don't like. I don't have to. I don't like procedurals in the first place. So I'm already biased against it. But that was probably the worst procedural pilot I've ever seen. It was really, really bad. I know it's Patricia Arquette, but it was really, really bad. And the beak, you know, and the beak. And McNichol was in the season one, but he jumped shit for season two. Smart man. Well, I worry what you got something else. I don't know, but smart man, get out of there. Uh, He's also been on the uh, the the CBS bandwagon before. He stuck but, it out for almost the entire run of numbers. But it just bog. It just confuses me. And it, this may be because I haven't watched CSI. But why a show like that would need a two hour TV wrap up? Why would they need a TV movie? Aren't they just case of the week shit? No, not necessarily. I mean, I thought that's their whole thing. That's okay. I, well, again, I think you misunderstand the point that. That, not there, that there's no character development in their shows. There is. It's at a fucking It's just stale. so small. Yeah. Right. But there are characters that people love. I there know, are characters there that people are, love. Like, like, honestly, yeah. okay, compared to Next Generation, how much character development was there really in that show? In one season? Be honest. Uh, to be honest, I've only watched bits and pieces. I've never like sat even watched it. Besides Picard, to know. And well, I, haven't, I haven't sat to watch it to know what those arcs are. All right. Now I've I've done that with Deep Space Nine, and it has great arcs. But I haven't done that with any of the other Star Trek series. I, I, I will tell you, I watched Star it very Trek, disjointed. The Next Generation. I love that show. Yeah. I actually, I again, I couldn't complete Deep Space Nine because it was a little too. Dry oh, for I me. love Deep Space but Nine, but I need to go back and watch it. But the point is, yeah. is that like. I would honestly say it was the CSI version of Star Trek. And what I mean by that is there was a case of the week, a new alien came up, they had to solve the problem, and maybe whoever was the lead of that week maybe got maybe one centimeter of character growth, or you learn something new about them. Beyond I that, I know it's they about- did whole episodes focused on, like, Data's character and stuff. It wasn't well, just go meet an alien and stop it. Like, there was the episode where they had the court case of, is Data, does Data deserve the rights of a person? And stuff like that. So yeah. it wasn't always, or Picard was mortified for two hours. That wasn't a case of the week. That was a certain adventure, you know, some of Q's stuff was continuing, so I don't know if CSI does similar things, yeah, but I would not consider Next Generation just Case of the Week. Well, CSI it's more Case yeah. of the Week than most of my favorite shows, but it's less Case of the Week, I would think, than those crime shows. The one guy who got ran off the show because he had a gaming problem had a gaming problem in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, from real life, had a gaming problem in the show, and that's how he got killed. There was a whole secret government cover-up that okay. involved with that because uh, the mayor and the governor of Nevada mm-hmm. was, uh, he was in with the mob. Mm-hmm. And that character found out about it and he killed him. And then it was like the whole season, the next, the mystery of the next season was sure. who killed, I don't even remember the character's mm-hmm. name, Work. Who killed Work and why? And was that end, like a real focus or were there like three episodes they spent any time at all on it? Probably about, well, they touched on it almost every episode, but it was like maybe like Two, two to three minutes every three, episode. Three. Like what Grimm does. 
I say Grimm. Pisses me the fuck out. No, I would say Grimm was better than that. This the last. The last like two or three episodes of Grimm have been more serial heavy, but they've been so fucking full of plot holes. It has not fixed what I've been. I I have not caught up on that yet, but Mm -hmm. I know I've. Who did Wu die? No, I heard someone died. No, not yet. Somebody's going to die in the season finale this week. Oh, it's this week. My money's on Juliet. Because she's completely... she. Oh, well, somebody that's not a main character and doesn't matter at all died this Is week. Is it the woodchuck guy? No, no. They killed off Nick's mom, but they didn't have the actress. So it all happened off screen, and then you just saw her head. Oh, well, I don't give a Which shit. is stupid. Yeah. And that stupid. really made me mad. And Juliet didn't directly do it, but was involved in her death, which just means they can't get back together now. It's done. They are done. Which makes me think that Nick, she's going to be the one that dies, that Nick will kill her. I don't think... I hope Nick won't kill her. I think... I just hope... I don't know. I think they ruined that. I actually thought that the beginning of the season, I actually didn't mind how they mended that and everything, but then when she became... Oh, she's broken. totally evil now. <sighs> totally evil. That, that's stupid. That depends how they... I mean, I think it makes sense. They've just done it so slowly, and, like, this was stuff that happened... was triggered at the beginning of the season it should have taken this long if being that hexen beast like she was a special type of hexen beast that really made her super bad and lose all traits of her old personality if that was going to happen it should have happened like pretty quickly it should have been stretched out so long yeah I will agree with that that's but, uh, so that's aggravating now I prefer Mr. Grace and Big Titties the cra- the uh, more draw mythology heavy um, serial type series and there's a new one premiering on Fox tonight Wayward Pines yeah Who's the, who created that again oh creator I do not know off the top of my head I'll have to look I remember that was supposed to be a thing it was like it's by somebody they I don't know the, it's like set in a town of course uh, it stars Matt Dillon Carla Giugino or whatever yeah. her name is also, um, Terrence Howard from Empire and Iron Man. And yeah. Toby Jones, also from the Marvel yeah, movies. Yeah. Uh, Reed Diamond. Also from the Marvel Franklin universe. Franklin and Bash and stuff. Juliette Lewis, who just was starring in another show earlier this season. So everyone, I, I see, I thought it, didn't, it was just a rip-off of The Killing. Or, no, and oh, it was Roger. a shitty show. It, it's not coming back. Yeah, but everyone said they, uh, that watched it said they loved it. Oh, like, no. Which I just, it wasn't that good. Uh, it stars Melissa Leo. What? And Hope Davis is a major recurring character, according to IMDb. She's, I think, a, a teacher. At She's school. listed for seven of the ten episodes. But anyway, so, like, Matt Dillon... Okay, Have but you actually I, seen the pilot? Yes. Okay, yes. And the pilot feels like, at the beginning, it is a total blatant rip-off of Lost. The first shot is an eyeball... And it pans out, and there's a guy laying inexplicably in the woods, looking beat up. And then he finds out, he gets up, and he's in this town called Wayward Pines. And there's all these mysteries that you don't know what's going on in Wayward Pines. It's a very mysterious town. He's like an FBI agent, and he's come to the town looking for like two other FBI agents that have gone missing. One of whom is his ex-girlfriend, Carla. Eugenio or whatever okay. how you say her name but she said when he encounters her in the town she's married and says she's been there for many years and he's like no you just recently disappeared and there's all kinds of weird fucking stuff yeah. and then at the end he tries to leave the town but he can't leave the town and then it like pans out and it's like in a valley where you can't like get out of it and 
so I'm like, it's are they trying to do Lost again? There's like, it's not told linearly. There's like flashbacks and stuff. Oh my god, that is Lost. I know it uh, felt uh, very much like they were trying too hard to rip off, and they're claiming that they're like a new twist on Twin Peaks. And I'm like, no, this. Fe- I didn't watch Twin Peaks, so I can't say for sure. But to me, it feels more like a ro- Lost ripoff. It's not on an island, but it is on an isolated thing. Twin Peaks. Is it also weird. felt like under the dome a bit. Twin Peaks was more eerie and had the sense right. that, like, Hotel California... I do intend to watch that before it comes back, assuming it comes back. Uh, I, but I, I would never say, from my memory of it, yeah. I would never say it was actually Lost, because Lost was a completely different... Twin Peaks, as you knew, shit was happening, right. but it was almost like a pulp. Like, you don't know who it is. Like, you would eerily hang on the librarian mis- who yeah. would just look at the camera the wrong way and be like, I'll see you later tonight, John. And give the, then as she says that, her smile turns to an evil, pulpy, yeah. sexy look. Like she wants to fuck him, but also murder him after she fucks him. Or if you've seen Gone Girl, mid fuck. So, it's that kind of thing. Have, well, wait a minute, have you seen Gone Girl? That no. Okay, that's I haven't. fuck. I'm sorry. Thanks. Uh, I'll forget it. I wasn't... Thank, as soon as you're saying Gone Girl, I tried to take it out. Thank God. Uh, thank you. I'm it was, you. Yeah. It was definitely better quality immediately, obviously, than Under the Dome. Which it also resembles a little oh, bit. God, like, uh, one of but, the, uh, Breaking Bad's in there. Too. I know. And but, I just feel because I saw a, a preview of it, and it's I watched like, the whole first his, season. His acting is so over the top in the scene. I'm just wondering, like, oh, well, everybody's is in that show. It's the way they directed or edited or whatever. Ooh, I don't makes me sad. I mean, I know he can act, so I don't think it's him. The show is just a little ridiculous. Um, I gave up after one season. I wonder if they all woke up one day. It was like, I think I'm going to just do a shitty job because. They don't give a fuck. I mean, if you even watch, like, the videos Dean Norris put on, like, Funny or Die or something before Breaking Bad ended, you can tell he's got some range, so I really don't know why his character sucks on that show. But, but anyway, it's no, all, it it's definitely feels... Wayward Pines does feel better than Under the Dome, which is really ridiculously hokey and cheesy, mm-hmm. but I don't... I doubt it's lost level at all, but we'll have to wait and see. I felt like I the pilot was just too much rip off of other stuff. I, I I miss that show. I do too. I miss the. Uh, I mean, I want the spinoff. One person of interest gets canceled, and Hawaii Five O gets canceled, which will probably also happen next year. Do you think Hurley and Ben will agree to finally do a spinoff of no, them on the island? No, I would love to see that, but I don't think. No, it it'll never happen. No, it won't. But I mean, honestly, if there's a part of me that wishes that if they, the only thing that Lost did wrong, mm-hmm. really is that they didn't stay true to what they wanted to do, but also, because they, they did, they wrote themselves into a horrible place, which mm-hmm. is the entire world who knows about the show wants A and B answered, and you only gave them B, and no one gives a shit about B. Well, the, 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 uh, the people who get it do, mm-hmm. but everyone else, and then the epilogue was that the man, because there's a girl in the class that I'm helping teach, Apparently she loves Lost, mm-hmm. and she asked me for her comic book project was, "What's your idea for?" It? And she's like, "Well, I'm thinking about doing this thing where these people land on an island, they crash land there." And I'm, and oh yeah, you told me, yeah, that. yeah. And I, I think I thought she was fucking with me, and she's not. She and she pretty much did say she's like, "Yeah, it's Lost. I love that show, but they're all dead." And I'm like, "They're not all dead. They are not all dead at all." And 
but there's the but she had, the point is I talked to her a few days ago and she's like I have not seen the epilogue. I was like the epilogue answers everything else that you need mm. to have answered. Well, the, but, the thing is that show really came down to if you're watching it for the characters or if you're watching it for the mystery of the island. I'm, I'm and I thought they did a serviceable job on the mystery of the island, but it was at the end of the day a more character driven show. Right, but I wanted I I, I am a part of the group that. Oh, look, I love that ending. I did too. I it is, and I get it, but I also wanted A. You wanted, wanted more I, of the mystery I, I wanted both. explored. I wanted it equal yeah. explored. Or not, maybe not. Look, I'm okay at some point because that's the whole beauty of like Star Trek and Star Wars. At no point, well, at some point, everyone has. Uh, they, the, the corporations have found a way to milk it for everything they have, but at some point, there's some imagination that has to be left to you, which sure. is. Like how did that? How long has that species been on that planet? Mm-hmm. You know, unless they tell you that, like that's up to your imagination. Right? Uh, have they always been this primitive? Like, and if they said we weren't primitive at one time, but now we are. We have this paper that tells us blah blah blah. We the people, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But uh, what? Like your imagination does go a little bit. Like it doesn't fill in. You, it allows you to add in right. one plus one, and and I appreciate that Lost did that. But at some point, it was just very, it's like, we're going to get to the answer is 42. 42 is the answer. Uh, But we're not going to give you any of the numbers. Well, there were just some major conceits of the show that I think the producers were like, yeah, just take that for granted. That's part of this universe. And people were like, no, explain to me how the island can move. Explain to me. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing, though, too. And this is the other problem is that because, and I'm sure that they had an ABC guy Mm -hmm. or a girl telling them right behind them, Damon, uh, Carlton, uh, you just need to say that you will talk about this at some point <laughs> in the show. Because I listen to that podcast all the time. That is pretty much all they did. They sit there and they said, we will answer your the mystery questions. We're going to answer them. Answer Until them. the last season. And then they started yeah. to do about, well, it's all about the characters. And you'll really get to see that. And we'll answer the mysteries within the characters that are important. And then it became like mm-hmm. a big... I do think ABC was sort of sitting there going, you need to say it this way. They, yeah, they probably. Them. That is my probably. problem with it. If they came out the entire time saying, this is probably how it's going to end, which is we're going to focus on the characters more, I think I probably wouldn't have been... I think there I was definitely some machine. mishandling it on a PR level, but, but that, since but I that, ignore a lot of that stuff, yeah, that didn't bother me. And when I finish that show, I don't... As I finish that finale, there wasn't anything that I was left going, God damn it, I wish I... That was not covered to my satisfaction. There were some things that weren't covered, but I was not left with any type of really, unfinished feeling. Really, you weren't bothered at all without Walt? Like, what, what was the fucking point of Walt? Uh, no, I wasn't. Uh, see, you hesitate a little bit. I think there's in, a little... Your first thought is, yes, but no. In, in retrospect, would it have been nice to see, have more follow-up? Sure. But when I got to that finale, I wasn't thinking about Walt. I wasn't going, I need to know what happened to Walt. Hmm. I don't know. I sort of was. <laughs> I sort of was. And I also... Also, the big twist about Hurley and Ben was just such a, like, a big... WTF yeah. like it's almost like I wish they would have just take the ex- took in the extra 15 minutes and not mm-hmm. had it be an epilogue because if they would have done it that, already air like two and a half hours long like it was ridiculously it long was ridiculously finale. long right it was like the longest finale any show's had in recent right, memory but, well fucking go for the go, go for broke two, two hours make it Lord of the Rings of television <laughs> two, two hours and 45 minutes long shit 
You can throw like some kind of. Then you can throw some stupid special about I, how. Well, I, what I had wished was they had put that epilogue on the internet like the next day instead of waiting like months for the DVD. Because I did. I pre ordered the DVD. As soon as I got it, I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is excellent. I love this. But yeah. I wish that. I feel like if that show had aired even a couple years later, it would have been an online exclusive they would have sent us to. But at that time, even The Lost made some use of the internet more than some other shows. Oh, yeah, totally. It's Those networks still weren't thinking on an internet level. No, they weren't. And they really weren't. And I, I think it bit them in the ass, No, it too. does still kill me that ABC had that stupid plane crash footage over the end, and I was one of the people that was like, oh, that means they were dead the whole time. Right. No, right. No, I... I had a lost party. I had a lost party, and there was yeah. that whole moment. Like the only, honestly, the only two problems with that whole finale, yeah. really, besides the mystery stuff. And again, you are. I also come to that. It didn't. I didn't sit there and get all pissy about it like yeah. everybody else. I was actually one of the people that were moved. But the two things that bothered me was before they got to commercial break. There's that awesome buildup of the fight scenes between Jack and Evil Lock or mm-hmm. the Smoke Lock. And and then they had the awesome shot where they're running each other and they do that awesome overhead shot of Jack just, oh, you know, like barbarian style. And then you cut back and that's another wide shot and it looks so, so fucking pussy-ish <laughs> of them fighting. It, lo- it looks lame. Yeah. So lame. And you're going, oh, I don't know. Like, I remember we were like, fast forward, we gotta get to the next part. And we got, it was like, uh. <laughs> that was lame. And then the second bad part was the plane crash footage, the B-roll, which right. is, Again, another they horrible just had a PR screen. Right. Oh yeah, like no PR fucked up. PR did more to fuck up Lost than anything that was part of the actual show. And what's sad is that uh, it's eventually led to Carlton, or I'm sorry, is Lindenloft quit mm-hmm. to quit Twitter because I enjoy. Well, what's sad to me is that he now has this thing that he carries around that he made a shitty ending and whenever people talk about shitty endings it makes the list and he'll write articles like for Breaking Bad's finale about how I fucked up the ending and I'm like you didn't fuck up the ending it was a beautiful ending I, I agree don't I, feel bad don't and that's that's what sucks is that that fan base was so polarized one way or the other and I do think they may not have realized that they had created these two separate fan bases I think they were just one track and not looking I Until think, it was really too late to serve it. I think... Like, I mean, look. I'm not them. You're yeah. not them. We can su- summarize... Oh, yeah. We're, there's we're a part of me that would like to hope that they didn't know. But there's another point to us. Like, they know enough that they were asked to do the, a, a weekly podcast. Yeah. Answer fan questions. They see yeah. everything coming in. At some point, this is where I have to go, Mia Koopa, no. Mm-hmm. No, I love you guys. I, I respect your guys' work a lot. Mm-hmm. I, you guys sort of know what's coming. And I'm granted, at some point, because remember, this is also the same group that started Mia to Koopa, listen. Is that a Mario reference? Yes, indeed. Uh, is Mia that Koopa? Mia, Mia Koopa? Oh, whatever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking word Nazi, grammar Nazi. You're worse than Nathan sometimes. Uh, Mia Koopa, whatever. Fuck it. I don't like that. Fucking truth. Damn it. Uh, Derailed. Derailed. <laughs> you know what? Exactly. <laughs> Anytime anyone on the show does something like that, we are off track. We're like, derailed. In, in college, we call it masturbated. If you ever like, I forgot that. We always like that conversation. Just masturbated because that's the awkward ending where you don't know where to go from there. I do. It's called clean up after yourself. Throw the tissue away and go to go go to bed. 
tissue? Well, if you masturbated. Oh, yeah, no, I produce way more than a tissue would do anything for Well, yeah, oh my god, yes, <laughs> yes, multiple tissues, maybe even a sock, throw it out there. Or just a t-shirt. Or a t-shirt, yeah, but a t-shirt you don't wear anymore. Well, a t-shirt you put in the laundry basket and you wash it. Yeah, but it's going to have a yellow stain on it anyway. No, it comes right out in the wash. It, does it come right out? <laughs> oh, good one. You, you said it. I just repeated it back. Because I, I don't think you realize that. I do. Yeah. Uh, we should probably move the conversation on way to other things. things. Yeah. Okay. Feel free to edit that bit out. I. <laughs> you won't. Well, I'm too lazy. Um, did you see the finale to Agents of Shield? I thought I saw you post the article on it. I haven't read it yet. But stayed up too fucking late for it because it's one of my weeklies, so I had to. Did you like it? Yeah. Who would not like that ending? Okay. Now, I will tell you my thought watching that last 15 minutes on it. Okay. okay? Which is, oh, God, I don't ho- I hope, like, I hate Mac, but I like Mac. I like Mac. Oh, well. I love Mac. But I, it makes me mad because I like Colson. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I hate that he doesn't like Colson. It bothers me. Yeah, but, like, he doesn't hate Colson. He thought Colson was making bad decisions. Right, but to they, the point they, where he they, quit the team. Right, but they kind of came to a sort of a piece in this episode. To a certain extent. Yeah, after he fucking cut his hand off. <laughs> but, but, okay, but, okay. Okay, yeah. that hand scene was awesome. That stayed with me because you see him die. I'm like, they, there's no way this crystal smashes because there's three, two, three important characters in the room. Yeah. Like, maybe Mac could jump over it and save them but there's no way they're killing off Mac, Coulson, and, and Fitz in that one right. moment. But when Coulson leaps for it, I'm like, okay, he's going to get it. and Or they're all inhuman or something. I don't know. But he gets it, and then his hands start turning green. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. You forget about that. You forget and they, go about into that. Slow, they go into slow motion to give you plenty of time to yell fuck. And right. you're like, is he going to have to be saved by Tahiti? Maybe he's an inhuman. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. They're not going to kill Coulson. They can't kill Coulson. Well, and then you, it goes on long enough, you're like, what if they kill Coulson? But they won't kill Coulson. Right, right. Well, because I remember that, yeah, they do the, the whole yeah. jump, yeah. and then he catches it, and then like there's that moment of like, whew, yeah, he and did then, it. then the hand starts turning. You see like, like, the shit. his hands are great, and then you're going like, no, 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 he's, he has the creep button. He has the creep button. Oh. He could be fine. He could be fine. No. And then he just keeps going, you're like, no. Oh, exactly. shit, they're going to kill Colson. And then, nope, little walking dead action there. I swear to God, like, at that point, I paused it, and Sarah's like, I was like, they Rick grimes him. Right, I was just like, I, what it's not what they did with Rick Grimes on the show, so people may not get that reference, but in the comics, Rick Grimes the, the, the governor cuts off his hand, and I'm right. like, they Rick grimes him. That's the first that, thought I, I had. I wonder if at some point, like, uh, Whedon and his wife, Ter- was it Tamachin or whatever, just mm-hmm. called up Rick, Robert Kirk, and I was like, look, you haven't uh, Rick Grimes, your own character Rick Grimes, in on the show, can we do that to Coulson? <laughs> You're not going to? Okay, that's great, all right. You're losing your hand, Clark Gregg. <laughs> really? I, I well, got you know, stabbed in the heart. And now this, my here's hand. the thing, though. Like, any other show, I'd be like, oh, now they have to make him wear a shitty green sleeve and CGI it out. But they, you oh, know you know by the premiere, he's going to have some awesome bionic hand. Right. Like, so like cool. Deathlock type. You know what I mean? That, but there's a part of you just like, that poor guy has seen too much. Oh, no. You feel bad for him, but you know he's going to come back with an awesome yeah. bionic. You yeah. know it. Now, There's no question. There is a part of me that's a little sad that Ward still went down the way he went because there was a little bit in the previous episode, yeah. the, the, the Dirty Dozen episode pretty much, where you really did think that 
Well, let me put it this way. There's always a part in the back of my mind goes, Wards has an evil plan, mm-hmm. but there's the other part of you goes, he really he's, does feel bad, right. and he wants to make amends, at least for the girl. No, he's Everyone a psychopath. No, I realize they that. trick you. He tricks you because he's good. He's had all this practice tricking people into thinking yeah. he's not a psychopath, but he's a psychopath. Right. I mean, I don't know. Like, did he care about the girl? Maybe. If he did care about the girl, then he's not a full psychopath. But, and he was genuinely obsessed with Sky for a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think he's mostly a psychopath. I It'll think, be interesting I, to I, see him take over Hydra, though. I think he really is more obsessed than anything. Maybe not in love with, with the girl. I think oh, he was yeah. obsessed with the girl. Yeah. But he was obsessed with Sky because once right. he moved on to her... But he is—he has a weird code of honor, though, which is fascinating. Which is, if I promise you something, I will keep my word. Right. Which is, again, weird for... But I thought, like, the previous episode that he was just abandoning her in S.H.I.E.L.D., and I was like, oh, is it because he cares for her and he wants her to have a better life, or does he just not care for her? And I was, like, confused as motivation. But really, it was a secret plan to infiltrate. (sighs) The thing that bothered me about the penultimate episode, and I thought this was a glaring plot hole, was... How did May May make it onto both planes and nobody noticed? Like, okay, Bobby and May are leaving now. Oh, May's still here. What's going on? You you, you know what I um, mean? I thought they said that in the finale, which was uh, their plane left about 10, 15 minutes ahead of everybody. Yeah, they did, but somebody who was in charge and involved in that mission had to have known that May was leaving with Bobby and then May left again. And they always said they had to scout and they did not check in and yet the other people still continued on their mission. Yeah, but with the penultimate episode though, yeah. you also got to realize they had Pan Oswald. I love Pan Oswald. Right, and the effort... Do you think they'll go forward with the ruling council, advising council, now, because half of them are now dead? That they went to all the trouble of setting it up for Coulson, so that he wouldn't be left with these decisions on his own, for good purpose. Um, and then they killed off multiple people in the council. No. Oh, I think oh they God. need to replace and them. And the Fitz thing broke. <sighs> I know. Because we're sitting there, and, and matter of fact, as it happens, Sarah's like, yeah. he unlocked the door. He unlocked the Not door. Not on purpose. And I was but like, yeah, I thought so, but, too. But I was I like, so too. he did, didn't he? And I said, there, I was like, this isn't... No, they wouldn't do that. Something, nothing bad will happen. Uh, and I was like, yeah, they would. And it killed me, too, because they start with, like, a year ago... Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, we have waited a whole year for this combination, and I forgot because other things were going on. Well, because they, they sort of worked through right. it, but not 100%. Right. They did it to just get past but it. But it took them a whole year to get back to where they were a year ago. Oh, so sad. And it's going to feel like so he, good, she left though. them. So good, though. I know, I know. It's, that's the bad part about good drama is that it's so bad when it's, it's so good when it's so bad. The torture scenes were turning my stomach, but I was not for a second scared Bobby was going to die because her well, had that spinoff, which is isn't happening now, right. but but I, I will say though that hopefully I'm, they I'm, both stay in the I'm also, Agents of Shield cast. I, I will say I'm glad it got canceled because I thought I like them in Agents of Shield. Well, and I do because too. We don't have a Hawkeye. Really. Well, I like him in Agents of Shield, but I think the reason it got I think the decision came down to it was either going to be Agents of Carter or the other spinoff, the Agents of Carter. A, the agents of Carter. I, it was you, have, either, you never fuck up any other time. I had to do it. No, you're right. Okay. No, it was either. I don't think Agent Carter and Agents of Shield. Neither one of them are high rated, huge runaway right. hits. So 
there's no point in having three mediocrely rated Marvel shows, but there's also some benefit for ABC to stay with that synergy of across platforms. Oh, yeah. So, it may, I, New Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was getting renewed, and the way syndication deals work is it's extremely rare for a show that gets three full seasons to get canceled. It happens, like, once every ten years. So the fact that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got a third season pretty much guarantees them a fourth. Right. Um, so that gives them some long-term planning. Agent Carter was good, but low-rated as well, and there was just no reason to have three low-rated. So it was. I feel like it was an either-or situation. Do you follow Haley Atwell on Twitter? No. Here is how she won the internet for a day. <laughs> she. I'm not kidding. As I read this, and that was the article... Okay, Chris Hardwick, how did she win the internet? Okay, so she... <laughs> she tweeted, she's like, OMG, at airport in waiting lounge. You will not believe what is on. And she posted a picture of the laying round, and it's like, it's people who don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. but they're sitting down spread throughout this giant, massive airport, like, pro- let's be honest, it's probably business class yeah. lounge, and you just see it, you can't see what's on the TV, there's a TV, giant, that's as big as yours, you have a, how big is your screen? 55. 55 inch screen on the wall. 55 feet. Whatever. No, it's inches. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, so... Her next tweet follows up with Captain America the First Avengers on. And it shows her just kind of hiding that in a book. Because she's just like, all, and it's like, all I need is for one of you people or one of these other fans to see me in the lounge thinking I'm watching myself because I'm that egotistical. <laughs> and she goes, luckily no one has yet. And, uh, but I am my character, so... And then, then someone asked, followed up with... You're not really your character. She's like, yes, I am. It's even on my driver's license. And they like, proof. And so she took a picture of her driver's license. Apparently, she had like a one-hour window to get to the BMV to get her license uh-huh. in California. She was shooting Agent Carter. She in makeup ah! and everything with her microphone still attached to her. So, awesome. so she, it, shows her, it shows her she's covering up her address and name. And you can just see her picture. And she's Agent Carter. In the picture. That's fantastic. And so I was like... She did within the internet. Good job, Haley. I, I didn't think Agent Carter was going to get renewed. I'm super you pleased. Because <laughs> you said well, so. It was, it was, it was, it was on the bubble. It was the could go either bear way. Usually is right. Well, the cancellation bear had it as a toss-up for the longest time, and only at the last minute did he move it to probably going to get canceled. So it wasn't like it was one that he's like, this is going to get canceled. Uh, this was one that was if you, if you in thought, the middle. Oh, no, no, no. His tweets have always... He just shits all over the fans saying, it's, it's, it's done. It's done. It's canceled. No, no. He, he it's all over the fans when the writing's on the wall, but that one he was like, it could go either way for the longest time until the last week or two. That was one of the last predictions he made. But he does shit all over anybody doing Save Our Show campaigns, and I feel a little bit bad, but I want to shit all over people that do Save Our Show campaigns. I don't know. Some of those have worked. Three times in 60 years. Okay, what are Roughly. the shows? Star Trek in the 60s. That one definitively was fan campaign saved. Okay. Um, Jericho was arguably fan campaign saved. Mm -hmm. And that, I I said three to leave it open for the possibility of another one I hadn't heard about. What about Family Guy? What about Futurama? Those were not fan campaign. Those were DVD sales, which is a different thing. Because DVD sales are money. Fan campaigns aren't money. Yeah, good point. DVD sales are telling you there's money to be made. Fans signing a petition are not telling you there's money to be made. All right. Because even if you get 100,000 fans to sign a petition, 
Who gives a shit if 100,000 people watch it? If you could get 10 million fans to sign a petition, that would matter. But you've never seen what, a petition with 10 million fans. Petition, petitions where, like, if you get whatever, you think the government has to act on it or something like that? Or? Yeah, I think, uh, well, I think that any petition on whitehouse.gov, if it gets a certain number of signatures, I want to say it's 10,000, but it's probably more then they will respond to it. They may not act on it, but they'll respond to so it. So if there's enough petitions out there to say that the, that the network should be government-regulated... Then the government would address that concern. Yeah, a.k.a. they're not going to do shit about it. They're just like, we feel like that might be valid, but there's nothing we can do at this well, time. Well, the government will take over networks because that would be government coming in and forcibly taking over a corporation. Yeah, but the BBC... That's not... But the BBC is doing a great job. Right, but... Okay, the government... Eh, yeah, it is, but the government would not be allowed to take over corporations. Now, they could buy those corporations or they could start their own networks, but they can't just come in and say, Eminent Domain, NBC has to go to us! Well, no. I don't know. Really... I mean, arguably in a police state... If you, they needed the broadcast waves to give emergency warnings or something, instructions in a zombie apocalypse, that is legitimate. Of James, let's really talk about that for a second. You're drinking a Bartle and James strawberry daiquiri. I am. I didn't know they fucking made that shit anymore. I always joked about it, but that's pretty great. I DMJ tend to, is what I the tend to buy wine coolers around May or June of every year. And then I get, wow. after a few weeks, when the weather gets warm and it starts to be grill-out season, for some reason, that's wine cooler season for me. And B&J is my favorite wine cooler. I also have some um, peach fuzz, or fuzzy... Fuzzy navel? Fuzzy navel in the fridge as well. Yeah, buddy. Now, do you remember when the old men used to be the logos, or used to be part of that Bartle and James that was mm-hmm. the old men? Oh, man. In our hometown, there was a, a supermarket, Kitchens Cardinal. Oh, yes. And there was always... The, Run by the KKK guy. Okay, so... Yes, he was the... Okay, stop. Yes, <laughs> I know. Okay. So, if you go all the way, when you go, if you go straight in... Mm-hmm. Towards the back where the bananas and fruit were, and you turn left, there's the alcohol section. Yeah. Next to the milk. I just remember they always, when I used to come, mom was about littler. Mm-hmm. Littler? Always, littler, yeah. They used to have a giant cardboard cutout of Bartle and James. You know, I do remember that men. cardboard cutout now. Yeah, well, and they would, they would it, the company would probably give them to him to change them out every like, oh, few sure. years. I'm sure. But like, because one of them is they're standing up holding their, their, their bottle of mm. Bartle and James Fuzzy Navel or Strawberry Daiquiri. And uh, and also like now they're much more fruitier looking kind of designs. I mean, they actually show the fruit on it, not fruity. yes. Um, and it, yes, it, it there's seems, gay men having sex on the back. And of the it label. seems also more colorful. The original one looked like a gray sea. It almost mm-hmm. looked like someone's like have a Michelob, but in a fruity way. <laughs> well, because you have know, a fruity Michelob. <laughs> well, right. Okay, the old Michelob cans used to look like. They'd have, like, a weird, like, mm-hmm. silver seal. Yeah. Kind of like you'd find on a champagne bottle. But it looked like, like, a, like we're fancy American beer. Mm. Even though they're really shitty sure. American beer. Bartle and James used to have that, but it just said Bartle and James on it. How do you tell the difference between shitty beer and non-shitty beer? I've well, never figured that out. Okay, so... I used to assume it's all shitty. As someone who doesn't like to drink a lot of beer, <laughs> um, I like... Now, see, if you talk to my girlfriend, she thinks I like shitty beer. Bud Light? Yeah. Now look, it's not the greatest beer in the world. A lot of people say it's one of the shittiest beers. Right. But I think there are even shittier beers than that beer. I think there are. I think Bud Light is the most popular shitty beer. 
I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, look. Because I, I think, like, Coors Light or Pabst would be considered shittier. Oh, my God. But they're not Natty, nearly as popular. Right. Natty, 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 Natty was Light. college yeah, kids. Yeah. yeah, because it's cheap. And right. Everybody, but then afterwards, everyone's like, I fucking hate Natty. I'm like, why do you buy Natty? Well, you have the money. You have a decent job now. You have the money to buy something else. Because I just, drank you, it in my fraternity in college. Yeah. Right. And you're just like, graduate to fucking, fucking Coors, even. Jesus. But, but again... Like, look, the big I guys... I have a friend that his PBR is his favorite beer. Yes, yeah. So, I, I, I have no know. problem keeping some in the fridge for him when he's here. I, I just, like, I don't know. By the way, did you... Yeah, you had some the other night, the old-fashioned, not your father's root beer? Yes. It tasted like root beer. It was good. Uh, that's an ale? And it's a delicious ale. Do you think Barrels and James were up to something besides making wine coolers? I think they're brothers. Like Ben and Jerry are up to something besides making ice cream. Were they really? No. Did you did you watch uh, Did you watch Grace and Frankie on Netflix this week at all? I didn't even know it existed until last night. We were uh, oh, we because there's a little, like thing at the in episode one where Lily Tomlin's at the supermarket and she just starts talking to random stranger. Ben and Jerry, what are they hiding? What do you think they're making besides ice cream? <laughs> Which is funny because the whole point of the show is... Is Je- Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda play... No, they hate each other. Oh. Their husbands are best friends, and they're only in each other's circles because they've had to be because their husbands are best friends and, and business partners. And now... And apparently they've been lovers for 20 years. They are just... Should decide to tell their wives. They've been married for 40 years to their wives. And it's funny because it's Sam Watterson, who is with Jane Fonda in the newsroom, right. but he's married to Lily Tomlin. And Martin Sheen, who was with Lily Tomlin in the West Wing, is married to Jane Fonda. So they kind of switched what, you know, what show. But anyway. So are they coming and, out as straight up gay? Or? Yeah, they, they uh, come out that they've been lovers for 20 years, so half of their marriages. And now that gay marriage is legal and it's acceptable, they're going to leave their wives and get married for the to each other so that they ha- can spend what remains of their years in happiness. Which this co- blindsides both of the women because Lily Tomlin and Sam Watterson as husband and wife are like best friends. They tell each other everything except this one thing. And they still like have this deep affection and he still wants to be her best friend. Martin Sheen's marriage to Jane Fonda is one of those icy upper middle class they don't they have separate bedrooms they're not really they don't talk a lot but Jane Fonda's still blown away because she's like well but Martin Sheen's like are you really surprised that this happened like we haven't been happy in a very long time and Jane Fonda's like I I thought what we had was normal I was happy enough and your heart just breaks for her because it's like you know there are people out there in mediocre marriages that just accept it and think that that's what's Uh, supposed to happen that is heartbreaking it is so like the very first scene of the show which is when they make the announcement so I'm not spoiling anything I felt very cheesy to me and very like these characters don't seem realistic or whatever, but as soon as you get past that first scene, the rest of the first half hour spends time flushing out everybody, and by the end of the half hour, you're like, okay, now their actions in that first scene make sense, and now I get where these people are coming from. And we've only watched two episodes so far, but I love those actors. I, I actually, because it, it came up, like, for once, a new fucking show on mm-hmm. Netflix showed up when it came out. <laughs> Every other time, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Daredevil... You have to hunt around for him. I know. But that one, I, noticed I that. did not, which pissed me off. Like, that one, that's how I found out about it. I was pulling up yesterday to watch Doctor Who, 
We I need to watch more on, Daredevil. Um, oh, so good. We, we finally watched The Voyage of the Dam where they do the RMS Titanic in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, with Kylie Minogue. Yeah. And a uh, really good episode. Um, it was a Christmas special. Yes. It was a really, I would be still, just really good. Um, I realized that that and uh, the Matt Smith Christmas Carol one is my favorite Christmas episodes. Uh, Matt Smith's Christmas Carol was my favorite because it played more into the larger plots, whereas most of the Christmas ones are standalone. Well, but that, that one, but the, one did a little bit too because the whole point was is that he made promises he couldn't yeah. keep, which you know, and that's when he realized that yeah, people with me always still, die. I know, but so I think that did play. Now, that usually one, though, I agree with you. It, that one plays a little more than most. Um, but then the 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 uh, Matt Smith's final episode, the Christmas, was pretty sweet too. It was I really the man who the, came for Christmas and stayed. I always, I really, honestly, I, I wasn't impressed. Really? Okay. In terms of his final episode, mm-hmm. I was not impressed. I thought that um, I enjoyed it very much. I just wish it had been Clara's final episode. Uh, like that's. Ooh, I am excited to bring back Oscar this season. I thought she was done. Oh yes, the, 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 yeah. The, I liked her, and I was so sad they killed her. But it's Doctor Who, so dying doesn't mean anything. Hey, Ask Rory. Right? Yeah. Rory only died thirty-eight times on the show. Jesus Christ! I, I really, I really like that show, though. I, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that, uh, that she, my girlfriend's watching it because she doesn't, she doesn't love it, but she, she, she enjoys it enough to keep the watching. The Capaldi season was pretty mediocre overall. Well, again, not his fault, though. I think no, no, I don't job. blame him. I think the writing well, was weak, honestly. And I don't like Clara. To me, I didn't like the first season with Matt Smith. Really? I need. I, actually, I'm looking forward to watching it again with my girlfriend because. Um, I mean, there was an adjustment period, like there's every time there's a new doctor. But, but I think part of Tenet, though, Tenet, to me, I was picking up his vibe halfway through the show, season. Mm. Smith, I was, I just Smith felt like took me a little bit of time. It took me until the end of the first his first season. I was binge watching it though, and I think that makes. Oh, a I difference. did too. I watched okay. it on Netflix that yeah. first season, but because the whole point is that he's actually what I took from it was he was getting Amy. Where she needed to be to rewrite and recreate the universe and, mm-hmm. and everything, in it, including right. her doctor. Yeah, and that's fine. But it felt like almost a little bit like uh, what's his name Capaldi was this season. It just felt like he was all over this, mm-hmm. but and it, it just bothered me a little bit. And, and then after that, it didn't bother me anymore. I don't. I so I again, that's how I took it. So I'm yeah. really interested to see how I take it rewatching it. Well, so, I thought there were a number of weak episodes in Matt Smith's final season, too. And yeah, I, I won't... Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely. So I think either the writing, maybe Moffat hasn't had as much time to work on it, or isn't giving it the attention it deserves, yeah. or Clara's really that bad, which I don't think Clara's really that bad. Because there are a few episodes where I've liked her, but overall I don't really like her. Well, again, it comes down to the... I hate to say it, it comes down to the writing. Because, yeah. like... One of my, I will say one of the best episodes they've done in a long, long time, I'm talking about straight up the entire episode is good, was the one with, I think, The Silence. Mm. Uh, where What's Under Your Bed. Yeah. Oh, the, that's not The Silence. Well, what did they yeah. call it? I thought well, they, there was something they called it, though. What did they yeah, call it? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what was I it? I thought it called? was what you hear in The Silence. That's why... No, The Silence is the... The Silence where, are the aliens where you forget them the second you don't see them. Right, so, yeah, you're Which right. Which were a really cool villain. I like The Silence Those a lot. great, but... There was um, no, no, was but... The sound in between The Silence. Something... I don't remember what that one's called, but I know what you're talking about, and that was an excellent episode. 
I, that ended with they went back to see Doctor Who as a child. Yes, we yeah. didn't know it at first. Right. Oh, I knew it as soon as. Well, it started. I did too. But like, as soon as that you know, scene started, yeah, the point is, is that if you don't know what's going on, you have no idea that it's him. Even though fans who watch the show know that you're watching the young Doctor Who. Yeah, I, I always Doctor if. Somebody doesn't want to start at the beginning if they're not sure if they want to give Doctor Who a chance. I tell them to watch Blink because I feel like that's a good standalone episode that makes yes. a great entry and point. He's even in it too, so it feels a little bit more right. Nice. And yeah. Scary Mulligan, he's awesome. But I feel sure. like that's such a well-written episode, and because you don't have to have prior knowledge, because sometimes it's hard to start with the beginning of Eccleston or Tenet because just the way it's structured. Sure. So if you give them hush, then they get excited and want to go back and watch more. I, I will say this, though, too. Uh, Moffat, to me, doesn't feel like he's necessarily... Okay, this is not true, but if you had to ask me... Maybe it's because I'm rewatching it again, but I always felt like Davies was really world-building, mm-hmm. and Moffat doesn't really do that. Like, he, he gave us the trio... Um, what do they call it? It's not the trio. Remember the lizard woman, her maid, and class oh, yeah, yeah. And I call them the trio, the mystery trio. I know that's not what they're called. There's, no, it's there's not. the something trio. But uh, I really like that a lot. And I'm glad that they sort of came back with Capaldi a little bit, I thought, right? Yeah, because he wakes up in Victorian London with him, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I like that he brought them back. Oh, like, yeah, if I like you look them at as everything that Davies did, he would do constant callbacks to everything. Like, they don't... Ha- I don't know. I always feel like there needs to be... I just like the idea of, of, of world-building. Even when, like, the new Doctor moved on to Tenet. Mm-hmm. And even Smith, or before he moved on to Smith, I really liked that there was this whole world that was built up. Or, like, when the Companion left, there was, like, even uh, when when Rose left, you could feel the aftershocks of that continue on through to everything. And people that they met when Rose was with her, it would come up again in conversation. And again... The Paternoster Gang. That's what it the is. Paternoster Gang, okay. Yes, I was trying to remember what it was, too. It was escaping me. But yes, the Paternoster Gang. I like, and see, I like them a lot, but outside of them and maybe Clara, what other what other world-building stuff has he really, really... Well, besides, you can't do the villains because the same villains are pretty much the the, cy- oh, yeah, the, the Cybermen, the Daleks, and, of course, the Mac, which I do like the new Mac. The silence was added for Matt Smith's character, and that ended up being a really saying, good... But, Villain that's going to continue for decades under different doctors. Right, but I would still like to see. I, I feel like, for example, he was starting to roll bit a little bit, and then he just sort of half-ass answered the I, whole. I do feel like Smith's years, aside from the last one, were much bigger, broader story arcs, whereas Tennant had more standalone-y type things. Yeah, some of the characters weren't standalone, but the case, like the stories, were. Well, it was a case of the week, really. Yes and no. The first season of Tenet definitely was. It got a little better as it went on, but Smith had more sweeping arcs in his years. His stories were better. I, yeah, his big stories. But the thing is, though, is that I guess we're watching it now. Mm -hmm. They really did set up a lot of stuff. They did. Like for example, the very first episode of the season three, Mm -hmm. Max Saxon's all over the background. And I hadn't. I, as a matter of fact, I kept going. That is so cool. And, and, and of course, I don't want to ruin it. Sarah's so like, "What?" I'm like, "I can't tell you about it yet. I'm really sorry, but just notice what's going on in the background." And she's like, "There's just a bunch of ads for some stupid politician." And I was like, "Uh huh." <laughs> and she doesn't remember that. Of course, when we started when we watched the episode, she didn't re- yeah. remember that. But like, that's in the very first. Well, you yeah, know, Doctor Who is that. not a straight pr- procedural. It's right, not. but but. 
If it was, I wouldn't be wasting my time with that. Normal, like, stuff like normal case of the week for one ways don't usually do that. Right. The the character grows, but there isn't settings. Like, it's also with Bad Wolf. I thought Bad Wolf they set up in the last three. No, they set it up in season two or three. Right. So, I don't feel like Moffat necessarily does that, though. I just, not necessarily, I don't know. Like, again, when I rewatch it, I'll feel I have a better gauge, Mm -hmm. but from my memory, it just. Now, Capaldi's a little different. This season's mm-hmm. different with the whole thing where every time someone died, the, the master yeah, would show Yeah, but that, and, that reminded me of CBS's attempt to make a serial where you only get a 30 seconds per episode and not every episode. So that did not satisfy me. True. I did think it was pretty cool. The, it ended up being, but it wasn't served well enough in the build-up. Right. I, I agree with that 100%. I, also, I did really enjoy the people that were in the walls... Yeah. That was actually really cool, and I liked how they got rid of that. Mm-hmm. That actually, for one, that was also one of those ones after where the bad guy was actually sort of terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I was like, how do you stop that? Like, <laughs> you just don't know. But, um, I don't know. I I really hope Capaldi's second year will really be... Better. Yeah. Well, I think... It, well, that's the problem. And I like, really hope this is Clara's last year. I said that last year, but I really hope it is. Well, I really, that's the thing with Doctor Who. You get a bad companion or whatever. You just wait it out because it's gonna switch. True. I don't. I don't know. I again. I don't have a problem with Clara. I know you do. And I know you're not the only one. And I'm but, super disappointed about Danny Pink's handling. Uh, see, I thought. I, I felt like it, on paper, if you told me that's what they were gonna do with it, I'd be like, that's really fantastic. Mm. But. The way it was done, I don't think it was that great. And how did they meet his descendant? Because he died without having... Well, that's how I... That's honestly how I sort of felt, like, why they wouldn't let Claire just go. Yeah. But she needed to go with him, and that would have been the end. Yeah, but... And I kept expecting, after his death, her to be pregnant to explain the descendant, and she never was. And I'm like, what's going on? But anyway... Or maybe it's an alternate... Maybe it's a parallel world. It could be. I guess that's the other thing, too, I think. Maybe because I'm watching it now, I really miss mm-hmm. Captain Jack. And I miss... Yeah. I miss... I miss... Uh, what's... what's I miss Unit. I miss... Mm. Things like that. We get Unit from time to time. But, yeah. I would like more Unit. With Matt Smith and... Where, where do we really meet Unit? We didn't get Matt Smith much for Unit until the end... Capaldi's had Unit a few times. We had Unit for the 50th. We've had we've had Unit a few times in the last couple of years, because that's any time Kate Lethbridge-Stewart shows up, that's Unit. That's right. Well, you can see that. And Osgood. And that's, I would like them to see... I say, uh, maybe, again, it's also it's your, the showrunner's preference of history of right. Doctor Who, because sure. the general... Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart. Right. Who was like a major character for a number of seasons back also I felt like how that was handled was half good half bad like really I, I enjoyed it a whole heck of a lot but I would like to see it. them check in with Martha and um, what's his face Mickey. Mickey that are on unit but they probably won't because Moffat has always separated his run from Davies and not had a lot of crossover right but I think at some point though that you really should yeah. do that maybe I the next show runner will I guess that's maybe the whole thing is that I still think the doctor's daughter needs to come back at some point I agree I 100% agree I guess I guess maybe my, when I say world building is that it feels like I understand you want to distance yourself but it feels like you can maybe touch on some of the stuff that Davies did or just even just call Davies up and go like look I really want to use Martha and Mickey mm-hmm. would you have a problem with that I don't want to kill him I just want to show everyone where he's at and also throw him back into the fight and and if Davies is like you know what I don't like that I can understand that but Davies I don't think would do that. I, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be mean. I think Moffat gave us some really great Doctor Who stuff, but it might be time for him to leave. 
and let somebody else have a chance. Or he needs to co-run the show and not... He does kind of, but... Well, but it's not like Sherlock, where he runs it officially with one other person. Well, doesn't he concentrate more on Doctor Who and Gatness concentrates more on Sherlock? Yes. They run it together? Oh, I didn't know he runs uh, Doctor Who together. I, I thought I thought, I thought Gatness was, was involved in Doctor Who, but he's I a, thought he's Gatness a, he's a show writer. He's not. I thought Gatness pretty much ran Sherlock, and Moffat just helped out. Hmm. I thought one of them was more the one, and one of them was more the other. I could be wrong. That was the know, impression that's that's that I had. Question, though. I mean, but Gatness is in Sherlock, which is nice as an actor. Yes, which is which, fun. Well, he was in that one episode with uh, David Tennant, or I, I think it was Tennant, or maybe it was Matt Smith, where. Um, no, it was with Capaldi this mm-hmm. season where he grows old, he's the man who grows old. Yeah. Turns into a giant scorpion thing. Yeah. Speaking of Captain Jack, though, watched the Arrow season finale last night. I heard it was good. I heard it was amazing. Yeah, it was. I mean, that... They set up the Season three is... No. Uh, season three has been stellar all the way across, Who's though. Captain Jack and uh, Jack Berman in that? He yeah. is a, a guy named Malcolm Merlin, mm-hmm. who is the father of... Oliver's best friend Tommy Merlin in season one. He plays a reoccurring part in season one. And I want to say in season two they made him a main character. I know he's a main character in season three, but I think it started in season two. He's kind of a villain. Um, I mean, when we're introduced to him, he's totally 100% villain. But we find out in season three that just happened that he is the biological father of Oliver's sister, Thea, because Oliver's mother had an affair with him at one point. And so wow. he has a larger role to play because he's Thea's father, and he takes her away for a while. We find out in season two. I'm sorry, so I'm pretty sure he's a main character in season two. Um, so he go Thea goes away with him for a while, but as of the end of season three last night, he is now Ra's al Ghul. Okay, because Oliver was El Sahim, the next in line, the heir to the demon, the next in line to be uh, Ra's al Ghul. And the last thing he has to do before becoming Ra's is the final test is you have to destroy the place you're from. So basically everybody in Starling City had to die for Oliver to become Ra's al Ghul. And Oliver tried mightily to stop it. He hadn't been the Arrow in like eight, nine episodes because he tried to refuse the offer to be the next Ra's and Ra's basically started terrorizing the city and completely ruined the name of the Arrow and made him somebody the police were after and it was awful. So Oliver had to give up being the arrow, and Oliver was finally like, okay. Then Ra's al Ghul put, stabbed his sister Thea, ran her through with a sword. And they have, of course, the, the pools in um, Panda Narabad or whatever. Yeah. Nanda, whatever it's, it's called. Um, well, that can bring you back. The Lazarus Pit, yeah. And so he ran Thea through and said, I'll, I'll save your sister, but you have to come be Ra's, or... El Sahim first. And so Oliver got Thea's life saved and became El Sahim and so his team's been like thinking he's betrayed them and is against them for a few episodes. And last week's episode basically ended with Oliver letting Ross kill them all, but they weren't really dead because secretly Oliver had been working with Malcolm Merlin, John Barrowman's character the whole time. Because John Barrowman's character, Malcolm, was part of the League of Shadows. The League of Assassins, sorry, the League of Assassins. So he was part of Roz, he was one of Roz's men at one time, and he tried to get out from under him and quit, which Roz doesn't take kindly. But he had all that training like Roz had trained him, so he was really 
intense. And in the end, Oliver did kill Roz, and they did save the city, but instead of taking up the mantle himself, Oliver gives it to Malcolm Merlin, because that was their deal for Malcolm's help. But he's still kind of a villain, and I still don't trust him. And then Oliver goes back to his team, and he's like, I can't be the Arrow anymore, that's ruined. He's like, and I'm not going to be Ra's Ghoul, so it's time to try something else. And him and Felicity get in a car, and they ride off into the sunset, and he quits. Wow. Which was awesome. Yeah, but it's not going to keep it. Of course it won't, but it's still cool. And, but he left a team behind, because Laurel's the Black Canary now, after her sister, the original Black Canary, was killed. Yeah. And Oliver's sister has taken up Arsenal's costume. I think they're going to call her Speedy, though, which was, yeah. And Diggle doesn't wear a costume, but he's as good as a superhero these days. So they had an established team, and obviously Ray wears the Adam suit, um, Brandon Roth's character. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brandon Roth. Even though he's going to the spinoff. He blew up in the season finale. His, he was working on the suit, and he was trying to min- miniaturize it, because I guess the Adam can miniaturize, and the whole top floor blew up and whatever, and I'm like, eh! He's starting the spinoff. I'm not worried. Because he might be dead. I mean, Black Canary's dead, but she's starting the spinoff, too. It's White Canary. Don't know how that's going to come about. But I figure even if he's dead... Well, yeah, because the main character, who's Rory from Doctor Who, is time-traveling to assemble a group of heroes and villains. Good for him. I wonder, though, if he's doing Broadchurch Season 3. I don't know, but he's a main character in the spinoff. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I wonder how that's working. Well, it's not premiering until January, so he's got some time. Well, like, David Tennant is uh, the Purple Man, in Jessica, a.k.a. Jessica Jones from Marvel. Ah. He's the bad guy. Mm. And I find I did it to that. be fascinating, because I just read a storyline in Daredevil. Broadchurch is only eight episodes a year. Yeah, but still. I have not watched much of Season 2. I need to get on that. I have only watched the... the the first episode I think me too and uh, I wasn't really watching because I was at work um, and we were actually starting to get busy so we just couldn't hear it so. I liked the first episode I thought it was an interesting return I just need to watch more I was, I'm not gonna lie I was a little upset that they were going you know what I mean but I trust that the show would mm. do what it needed to do because it did such a good job of the first season like I would not ever thankfully Grace Point was cancelled so no worries about conflict there oh thank god Put out its misery. No shit. That was. But yeah, you know, you should watch Arrow. It's great. The Flash doesn't end until next week, but it's great too. The Flash was in the Arrow finale, but only a little bit. They've done quite a bit of crossover this year. Well, did you hear what's his name? The guy who plays Arrow is like, I think Constantine should be on Arrow. Stephen Amell? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the CW had a rumor they were dealing with this week that Constantine was moving to the CW, and then the head of CW is like, yeah, I heard a rumor I was going to play for the NBA too, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, this is. But uh, I only watched the pilot of Constantine. I will throw out there that uh, I when I went to Packrat the other week for free comic book day. Packrat Comics, that awesome comic book store in Hilliard, Ohio. Yes, that is correct. I went there for free comic book day, and Jeremy Howard, who plays Donatello in the Team and T movies, were there. And uh, where was he? Packrat Comics. At Packrat Comics in Hilliard, Ohio? Yes, he was, Jim. Wow! I know, right? That makes me want to go to Packrat Comics in Hilliard, Ohio even more than I already do. Right, so... Don't uh, laugh! That is a solid store with great product, friendly I, people at good prices. Oh, I agree 100%. But, anyway... the You just didn't expect me to make it an advertisement. I did not. Okay. So, you should know me better than that. that. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. 
I expected it once, maybe twice, but not four times. <laughs> you don't expect me to promote Packrat Comic in Hilliard, Ohio, because I feel like it deserves as much promotion as we can get. Oh, I agree. I believe Packrat is one of the best comic stores in the world. They deserve all the praise they, they I, I heard they have great board games, too. They do. They have great board games, comic books, graphic novels, toys. You picked things. up those new Thrilling Adventure Hour comics for me there. That is right. And where was that at? It was at Packrat Comics in Old Hilliard, Ohio. I actually just read that uh, first. Was it good? It was. I read the issue zero. I downloaded them both and and then I kicked myself for downloading because I had to pay to download it because uh, issue zero is actually in issue one it's just like at the back of issue one ooh sorry so I double paid well don't well, I didn't buy the other one because I had that one for it I just had to give it no, you got beyond belief for it yeah, yeah beyond belief yeah. Uh, but um, I asked him about the first Ninja Turtle movie I was mm-hmm. like look could you like maybe tell me what was the issue with some of the stills where mm-hmm. Raph or somebody was walking down the street with April in like a giant trench coat, like uh, in broad daylight? Yeah, and, like like the old eighties cartoon. He's like, well, it's really complicated. But long story is is that they were trying to make us do a Dark Knight version of the Turtles, mm-hmm. and halfway through, or right before we started shooting, there was a massive script change and. And that some of that stuff was kept in there, and then the more we kept shooting it, and the more it was getting darker and darker, the studio realized that they went lighter and lighter, and then they did a complete overhaul of everything, making it something completely else. Yeah. And I'm like, that explains some stuff. And he's like, yeah, I really don't think that's going to happen with this one though. We know what we're going for right away off the bat. And Steve Armel is Casey Jones. Oh, is he? Yes. And matter of fact, I, and I will, I will throw this out there to Jeremy Howard. Um, he was very cordial, polite the entire time. There was a group of kids. In fact, the girl who gave us passes to see the Ninja Turtle movie was right in front of me, yeah. um, Rachel. And uh, her kids were there and met with him. And he was the, he was so nice. And uh, he mentioned to me that he got off a plane around... He, he got done shooting in New York the night before at like 2 a.m., and then flew right to Columbus to do the podcast oh, show. And you could not tell he was exhausted. You could not tell he was tired. He was just... He really enjoyed being there. And I'm just saying, for someone to do well, that... Of course he enjoyed being there. He was at Packard Comics in Hellion, Ohio. Right, but even with that aside... Yeah. Like, there are times I've been to conventions, I've met people, and they mm-hmm. might have been nice to me, but you can tell, like, they're just... Like, their life has been drained from them for whatever sure. reason going on. You cannot tell it here. And, and that was nice to see. I, I'm actually intrigued by Mr. Amell playing Mr. Casey Jones. He said he's doing a really cool job with it. I, I don't know. I feel like, not to uh, not to be too mean, I feel like his acting capabilities are quite limited. Okay. But Arrow uses them well. Like, Arrow knows what he can do and builds the character around it. Well, I'm not going to lie either. I, I would not disagree with that assessment. And I would say that Casey Jones is probably right up his wheelhouse. <laughs> Now, would it be nice if I had if we had someone like Elias Coitus who would play the original Casey Jones to add some gravitas to the character? Of course. Yeah. But eh, I'll take what I can get. I mean, we already have Megan Fox. Let's not <laughs> let's not let's not push her luck with anything yeah. anything better. Yeah. I mean, I would argue Stephen Amell is better than Megan Fox. I would argue that too. But yet, could, we could do better. All, I'm sorry. And some people. Of the female or homosexual persuasion would argue that Stephen Amell is just as hot, if not hotter, than Megan Fox. That is awesome. He does make the ladies swoon. And the men as well. Well, the gay men. I'm a straight man. I didn't swoon. I know. But I enjoy him on Arrow. 
Yeah, I actually, I actually can't wait till they add season three onto um, Netflix. Of Arrow? Mm-hmm. You gotta watch the first two. That's what I'm saying, so I can just binge watch it all. Well, go ahead and binge watch the first two, because I'll... I'm having problems catching up to the shows I'm already watching now. I know, so... I want to talk about one more thing before we leave. Just one more? One more. Because we haven't been talking, I think, for over an hour now. Yeah. Um, And that would be uh, Age of Ultron. Ah! We have not talked about Age of Ultron. There's a reason for that. Yeah. It was pretty awful. It was it was pretty bad. Awfully awesome! Oh! The cat can't see me, but I'm pointing out like he got that on! No, okay. No, uh... My thoughts haven't changed about it, because we've talked about this before. Sure. Off the, off, off, off the record, as if it were. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I, and it, there's a part of me that likes it a little bit more than the first one, mm-hmm. but there's other parts of me that feels like it's like... I liked it more than Avengers 1. But I but there's something missing from it though. I will say that, and I don't. I think it really is just the fact that I feel that some things were rushed, mm. um, and I also feel like uh, we didn't have enough time with Ultron. Yeah. And I think that I think that's more the bummer than anything. Beyond that, though, I really love that movie. I love everything else about it. To me, it kind of feels like it is the second part of a trilogy when you get into the political stuff. Uh, with the Winter Soldier being part one and Civil War probably being part three. Yeah. And Winter Soldier's my favorite Marvel movie to date, and I'd say this came pretty close to that for me. I I still like Guardians a whole hell of a lot. Guardians is great. I'm not knocking Guardians. No, right, but in terms of the whole saga, like the whole Marvel, I don't know, like... Guardians is Iron, just a Iron Man three is an excellent film. Iron Man I, one is an excellent. I film. would say in terms of all the movies, I would say feel good movie. I would say it's Iron Man, Avengers, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Iron Man and Guardian, yeah, those are the fun ones. Right. Well, there's some serious stuff happening. There too, are, but but those are the just those the, are the most fun. For right. Sure. For sure. So for to me, Guardians wins out just for mm-hmm. is up there. Actually, Guardians and the first Avengers tie because the first Avengers is just a damn fun movie. It is. The Age of Ultron though is just like it's a fun movie, but it does and it's okay because it's the middle of a sure. Yeah. It's a little more dour, and but again, I think I don't know it. I really am hoping that some of the problems were edited out of the movie, which, which again, if that's the case... The thing that was missing for me was I really thought we should see some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the bridge of the helicarrier. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. And it makes me worry, severely, how much Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to play into the Inhumans movie. My guess is it's not really going to play into the Inhumans movie, but it, but it should. should, because... That's all Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing these days is Inhumans. Well, I mean, it, logically speaking, Sky should be a main character in the Inhumans movie. She should be one of the central players. Oh, no, I, I would tell you no to that. She's not going to be, but she should be. I, no, I disagree with that. She's not... The Inhumans, as they're known officially... Mm-hmm. Is a I, I assume we're going to get more of the comic book Inhumans, which we haven't gotten Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well... Was it Black Bolt and Black Bolt, Medusa, Jaw the Dog? Yeah, those are. We haven't seen those people in Agents of Shield, right? You think they're all spawning from the fish? I mean, I didn't, but I forgot about that. That was insane. Wasn't that? And that was another moment. We just me and me and my girlfriend just looked at you like, what the the fuck's going to (laughs) happen? Like that's insane. Um, 
I, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like that's... The thing is that to build their origin from any of the stuff that's happening in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. means they're going to have to spend a little bit of time recapping stuff from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I don't think they're going to do that. Well, because it... Here's the other thing that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or uh, Age of Ultron is there's been a lot of drama. Yeah. Um, with Joss Whedon. Right. And his exit from Marvel Studios. And, uh, which, by the way, do you find I mean, that I feel any like of the, the, the controversy around Black Widow to be valid? Sincerely? No. I agree. Matter of fact, the people that were... Look, no, okay, wait, wait. I, there's an exception to that. The Lego shit is totally bullshit. The, the Lego uh, part of the thing. The, the movie itself? No, no, they... I'm talking the, about the movie. I'm talking about the movie itself. No, they released Legos for the movie. The Lego tie-in. And you know how she, that she drops out in the in the motorcycle? Okay. In the Legos, then, it's Captain them. America. I, well, fuck, yeah. That's horrible. They don't have any Gamora toys. It's the same thing. No, no. Toys, they... No, it, really. it, it goes right across the board with DC. They don't do superheroes. They don't have a lot of Wonder Woman toys. They have Wonder Woman, like... T-shirts, mugs, and stuff like that, but toys they don't have a lot of. I don't... No, no, you're right. I'm talking about the movie itself. There's this huge... The movie itself, I have no problem with the portrayal of Black Widow. Okay, because I... The only thing I could maybe say, again, as a man mm. saying this, I, that in itself could be sexist. Could be, but... It could be. I don't but feel But she that is way. a strong, kick-ass woman. She is not... Right, well, a lot of people were upset saying that it was, it was, it was sexist because... Uh, the fact that she couldn't... That's what made her a monster. I was like, no, the fact that she had she has no choice in what her life was right. is what makes her... Anytime you take a choice away from someone, right. it makes you not necessarily human like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Whatever that choice might be. Now, in the terms of the context of the conversation, mm-hmm. to Bruce Banner, it's, I can't have sex, I can't give you children. She can have sex. No, no, no. I'm talking about Bruce Banner. Right. In the context of the conversation... The contact her rebuttal is to that is that I'm a monster, mm-hmm. and my reason why is because I've been trained, I've been, I've been erased to just be this one thing. Right. I had the choice taken away from me, and then also put it on your level. I can't have kids, right. so maybe we're both monsters. People that just pissed a lot of people off saying that's that she just wants to play home mommy homemaker, and I'm like, that's not at all what that it's is. Saying. Yes, and it just aggravates me so goddamn much because I thought that was one of the best scenes of the entire. Look, she's a complex character, and complex yes. characters are gonna have different feelings on different things. If she was a flat character, and the her whole part of uh, no, she's definitely I'm not sorry. flat. Yeah, uh, her whole sorry. if her whole plot in that movie was she wanted to have ki- a kid and that was her main driving force yeah. that would have seemed a little sexist because she's the lone superhero female lone superhero right. until we get Scarlet Witch folded in and Miss Marvel's coming so Captain Marvel so it'll it'll we're gonna get expansion of the females right. thankfully because they should be but no no that wasn't her whole plot that was one conversation that built into a much larger arc that really ends with her being a badass and Captain America second in command and could very well take over as head of the Avengers when Captain America goes away. Right. and that Which in the comics, she was head of the Avengers for a while, wasn't yeah. she? Uh, her and Wasp and Captain and Iron Man. Hawkeye was for a little bit, too. Hawkeye, too. So, I, I, it, that just really irks me that people walked away with that. Well, I think it was sexist that Jeremy Renner had a family because, God, why does he have to have a family just because he's a guy? I see what you did there. Well done. Not really. That was totally weak and shitty. I should have spent time and thought that out better. Uh, 
You got your point across, is what I'm saying. Yeah. My point is that they're complex characters, and she is not at all a stereotypical or flat female. Okay, I will have tell you beefs with the movie. Okay. The second, first one, I think everyone agrees upon, which is the whole Thor's missing subplot. Yeah, but that wasn't. I know that was ended up being Marvel's fault, not really Joss's right. fault. Um, well, actually, either way you cut it was Marvel's fault because Joss put it in the movie and it didn't work. The audiences mm-hmm. in the test screens hated it, yeah. so they cut it out. But it still feels just like, what's going on? Um, it was set up for Thor's next movie, which is fine, but like could have been done better. Right, like, I'm glad that you've told us now what the whole point of all these movies are, which is the Infinity Gauntlet. Thank you so much for that. We already knew that. Well, we did, but we didn't. We knew it. We knew that there were Infinity Stones, we didn't know what what the real... Look, people who... Like, my girlfriend, who don't know what the hell's going on, necessarily... Like, like look, you're smart enough, Geek, to know that they're going after the Infinity Stones. I don't know what those are, necessarily, but I know it's going to go into some kind of gauntlet, and that's all sure. I know. But there are some people out there who have, they just go, why are they, there's Infinity Stones. What's an Infinity Stone? Like, they're all powerful, but why? What happens if they all come together? They have no clue. Mm-hmm. You have to pander to those people, too. But at some point, it's just like... I don't know what's going to happen when they come together. I just know that he wants them. I really don't. I haven't got read well, that part of the comic. Well, that's what I'm saying. But he says yeah. it's like, well, it brings devastating power right. or whatever to it. I know it's going to give him lots of power. I don't know what he's going to do with that power exactly. Well, I assume bad, destructive things. Because he's courting death. He's yeah, a villain. Right. So, why well, sort of hope they go, like, they make Thanos like a half villain, half like he is in the comic books? Because Thanos is very complex. Hmm. That aside, I don't. That bothered me a little bit. That whole, like, they just showed you that and then show hmm. anything else. I'm like, okay, thank you so much for setting up the Avengers 3 and maybe Thor. I also had a problem with Iron Man 3's ending and then what they did with Tony in this one. And I know it probably is in the editing. See, we talked about that, and I did not have a problem with it. I, I don't know. I, I felt it did. I feel like it was very much of a I am no longer Iron Man kind of vibe right. at the end of the third movie. And then it was, but Man. see, it, to me, it was he got drawn back in for this thing, and he was working on making sure he could stop being Iron Man. So to me, it made sense. Would have been nice if they had see, a little conversation about that being in the film. Absolutely, but I, it made yeah. sense to me. But see, this is the thing. To me, it feels just like an actual comic book series, which is you have two writers writing completely separate things. You have the Iron Man comic book written mm-hmm. by Shane Black, and then you have the Joss Whedon Avengers comic book, and something doesn't necessarily line up a hundred percent the way it probably should. The, <laughs> the Arrow Flash crossovers the last couple of weeks don't quite line up the way they should because it's two different but see, yeah. now see and there's a part of me that goes that's just like a, it, it's yeah. just like a comic book yeah and there's the other part no it's goes, absolutely I mean I what I've noticed from reading from three years worth of Marvel comics on that app yeah is, is, that, is the same thing I thought after reading the Walking Dead comics they're good stories they're not always the best done they tend to have kind of flat characters they tend to kind of jump around and they'll always make sense with the continuity yeah and, well I will, I will also throw this out there too when you start getting into more of the creator creator based runs of, of properties mm-hmm. which isn't really around your time it's mm-hmm. probably 2000 ultimate, the ultimate universe definitely but outside of that I would say probably till like 2006 2007 mm, I got ways no I know I would say that that is when stories really start to pop because like Dan Slott's been doing Spider-Man now pretty much almost almost 100% by himself for the last like five to six seven years mm-hmm. that's pretty long run Mark Wade doing Daredevil fantastic Bendis' run on Ultimate Spider-Man has been phenomenal 
Um, you get writers like that. Rick Remender's run on Venom, what, and it's Captain America has been really good. So it, it really just varies to, you know... But anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I loved Avengers Beyond that. What do you think about Quicksilver dying? I was disappointed, but I'd rather he died than any of the other characters. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see a lot. I didn't really see where they were going to go with him past that. A part of me sort of wishes Maria Hill, they introduced some other random S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that they could have killed instead. No, you can't kill Maria Hill. I know. Do you notice, I did not notice this, but I was looking for, uh, reading internet sites after the movie, looking for Easter eggs that I might have missed since I'm not as familiar with the comics as some people. And there was a tech from Captain America Winter Soldier who helped out in the control room and defied next alongside the revenge girl in that pivotal moment and he was on the bridge of the helicarrier with Samuel L. Jackson and had a couple of lines mm, so I they I think I noticed that one. I didn't notice either the character kind of crossed over I guess I, you know there's a part of me that really hopes that um when they do um when they do the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they need to bring Agent 13 in which is the revenge girl the only problem is if they do that you gotta bring in Cap and they're not Makes me sad. You don't have to bring Cap. Captain, to me, Captain America and Shield are just synonymous with each other. They are, but but well, right, but the eight, yeah, I know that's just uh, to me. Coulson's synonymous with the film franchise, and to not include him in Avengers Two was sacrilege. But I agree with that. Me. Maybe that's the other thing too. Like I think that I guess the, so the thing is, if they had put him in Avengers Two, then you have to deal with the Avengers finding out he's alive, which is another subplot that movie was already so full and long. Oh, it I wasn't too long or too full, but you couldn't fit another subplot in. Oh, I agree. I agree. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a damn... I do, do think, I do think in one of the upcoming Marvel movies, they do need to find out that Coulson's live. I think Avengers 3 would be the perfect time because they have two films, plenty of time to do it. Yeah. I think you bring Coulson back in for that. Yeah, but you're also going to have Spider-Man now at that point, Doctor so, Strange, Ant-Man. You're going to have a It doesn't need film. to be a large subplot. You could deal with Coulson in two or three scenes total for the whole movie thing. Mm. I think they need to do a little better job showing cohesion between the properties. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does a decent enough job on their end for the most part. I mean, Nick Fury showed up several times in season one, but it doesn't, the movies aren't incorporating the TV show. I agree. I agree. I mean, I it was not. We saw the one villain, the Hydra villain, in the TV show was in Avengers too. Yeah. But I was expecting more. Like I was expecting maybe Edward James Olmos, or you know what I mean? Yeah, but they never. No. Edward James Olmos. I was really disappointed they killed him on Shield. I thought it happened too quick. I wanted him to be on. Or I wish there was. uh, Look. Well, he. I'm not sad how it transpired. Or no, that was cool. It transpired, but it's Victoria Ham syndrome. You introduce a great character and then kill them off before they I have a chance to I sort of wish though that you had a chance to to just stew in that, which right. is like, he didn't die, but like maybe he is in a coma or something, which was like, he did do that. Like, mm-hmm. suffer, let stew in that for a bit. Because like, if he survived that, and it looked like he shot them, and then now yeah. no one else believes him, that in itself is just as powerful, and then have everything happen yeah. as it happens. Where like, maybe he goes out of his way to meet with her again, and that's how it unfolds. Like, that, to me, would be even more... The ironic. ending was kind of rushed. Right. Uh, Still fantastic. By the way, best character on that show they've ever done, and I love Coulson a lot, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, Dr. Mr. Hyde. 
I'm talking about Cal. Cal, yes. I was just going to, as soon as you started just talking about best character, I'm like, but yeah. wait, did you, I, oh, I teared up when she visited him at the Yes. Because I, I said, I was like, oh my god, no. And, and but there's a bit of, you're happy for him, but you're just so sad. And then Part of you's like, she's like, he's better off in a jail cell where she can visit him and remember him. But part of you's like, no, I, he was a sweet guy that was corrupted because of a bad thing that happened to him and his family. Right. And this he puts tried to do the right thing but went the wrong way. Yeah, it was so it was so heartbreaking. I mean, I love the Colson-Cal interchange yeah. when he was hawked out. Yes, which that was... What are you doing? That was hair. the hair. But, um... Alright, well, there we have it. That's... I you know, our we're... podcasts have gotten really superhero-heavy. We, we need to we need to talk um, more about other TV stuff. I know. Well, but the thing is that the whole media landscape is being saturated. In well, the only thing we have superhero wise this summer is Ant Man, so I think we have opportunity this summer to discuss some other. Oh yeah, yeah, we have time for Jurassic Park. We have time for. Uh, well, when I give you the comedians back, if you get caught up on that, we can talk about. I'm that. caught up on what's aired. Well, well, right, but not on what's not aired. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about that. Okay. Because it's real. It's a show that's more funny ho-ho mm-hmm. than funny ha-ha. And I will also throw it out there that... I like the show. Look, no, I like the show too, but I will say that if you don't give a shit about Billy Crystal or Josh Gad or pretty much anything in Hollywood, mm-hmm. that show is really... You're not going to enjoy the show. No. And, what's, and I think that's a little sad, but... Um, anyway, mm-hmm. we'll talk about this later. Okay. Um, so thanks everybody for listening. Thanks. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you shout up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place! What the fuck am I supposed to say? (laughs) What song is that?